Let us turn our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 to 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1, verse 4. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food for until now you were not able to receive it and even now you are still not able. For you are still carnal, for where there are every strife and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? Mukanali akutubi, pakuti pakati panu palikaduka and dikukangana, kodisinu akutubi, adzikola pansi, kodisimu kuchita ngadantuamba. For when one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? I'm speaking on building a solid spiritual life. Building a a solid spiritual life. This passage that we have read is showing us that there are two categories of people in Christ. In verse number one, he says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal as to babes in Christ. We see there two categories of people in Christ. Number one, spiritual people. And number two, carnal people. So we have spiritual Christians and carnal Christians. Carnal Christians are known for several things. We see from 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 1 that carnal people feed on milk and not Solid spiritual food. Verse number two, he says, I fed you with milk. Verse two, and not with solid food. Carnal believers cannot stand solid food. And we are not talking about physical food here. We are talking about deeper doctrines of Christ. These are people who, when the teacher says, 
Unless you drink my blood and eat my flesh, you can never inherit eternal life. There will be saying, how can we eat your flesh and how can we drink your blood? And they run away from the teacher. They cannot stand the deep doctrines of Christ. They are not comfortable with the truth. They don't like to be told the truth. They want to be pampered. So they feed on milk and not spiritual food. Number two, they entertain strife, envy, and division. Verse number three. Verse three. For you are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal? So where carnal Christians are, there will be strife, there will be envy. Carnal Christians are factional. They compare men of God. They compare churches. They like divisions. He says, if there is envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal? Number three, he says there, for where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you. Are you not carnal? And behaving like men. So carnal Christians behave like men. They behave like ordinary people. They don't behave like children of God. How they manage their homes is like mere men. How they run their lives, they are like mere men. We also see number four. That kind of Christians are dominated by the works of the flesh. Galatians chapter 5 verses 19 to 21. Galatians chapter 5 verses 19 to 21. They are dominated by the works of the flesh. And what are these works of the flesh? Adultery. Chigololo. Fornication. Chiwerewere. Uncleanness. Zonyansa. Lewdness. Zadama. Idolatry. Kubebe samafano. Sorcery. Ufiti. Hatred. Kudana. Contentions. Kukangana. 
jealousies, Sanje. outbursts of wrath, Kupiantima. Mm. selfish ambitions, dissensions, and heresies. Envy, murders, Kupa. drunkenness, reveries, and things like that. These are things that will dominate carnal Christians. Because a carnal Christian is one who is refusing to align with the things of the spirit. He's born again, but he's not yet yielded to the dictates of the spirit. The next feature of carnal Christians is that they are tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. They are tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Because they are shallow in the things of God. They don't have depth in the world. So any doctrine appeals to them even if it is not scripturally based. Paul gives a description of them in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 14. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 14. Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. Can I have this verse in the New Living Translation? Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 14. Ephesians 4 verse 14. It says we want to be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching, we will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Mm. So, these are victims of such winds of new teachings. They are tossed to and fro and cried about with every wind of doctrine. Because they don't know which is which. They do not have the discernment of the spirit to know what is true. Discerning between good and evil is a problem for them. They believe anything. They are carried about by anything. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Hebrews chapter 5. Can we have verse? Number 12 down to 14. Verse 12 and 14. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Can I have this passage in the NIV? 
In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk. Here this not solid food. Ngakale kuti pantawino munaenera kukala apozitsi pakufunikabe munthu wina kuti abwerezeso kuti akupozitsa ni mapuziro oyambira achona ndi chamulungu ndino ofunika mkaka osati chakuja cholimba Kano Christian is someone who is born again but who is refusing to grow spiritually Kristo akutupi ndi amena adabada mwatsopano koma kukana kukula muzimu His thinking is carnal his comprehension is carnal. His approach of doing things is carnal. He's refusing to grow. Look at that verse again. He says, even though by this time, my God, you ought to have been teachers. Looking at the amount of spiritual investment that has been made on you. You should have been teachers by now. But lo and behold, you, you don't qualify yet. You need someone to teach the element, to teach you the elementary truths of God's word. All over again, the same teaching must be taught again. It says you need milk. And that is what Paul told the Corinthian brethren. He said, I couldn't feed you with solid food. I had to feed you with milk. Because even up to now, you are not ready yet for solid food. I can't give you higher doctrines and higher teachings. All you need are milk type of teachings. It is well with you. You are going very far. Hallelujah. You are beautifully, you know, you are beautifully made, wonderfully made. Mm. We can't tell you higher doctrine. You'll be married this year. You, you do I look at you? You're going to have twins. Nothing serious should be told you. Because you are still a babe. So in verse number 13 of Hebrews chapter 5 the Bible says Still reading from NIV. It says, anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. And then in verse number 14, he says, but solid food is for the mature. Who by constant use, hear this, have trained themselves 
to distinguish good from evil. Amenebo gwilisa njito mseru zao apuzira kusia nisa chabu ino dicho ipa. A kind of Christian does not have this ability to discern, to distinguish between good and evil. You know, he doesn't have that know-how. So when you talk to him, to say that, no, 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 no. You're not supposed to do this as a Christian. You are not supposed to do this as a Christian. He's surprised. What are you talking about? Is there any sin here? Once in a while, can't I beat my wife? Can't I drink once in a while on my birthday party? You mean on Christmas I cannot take samako on Christmas? It's just an office outing. Can't I take a sip of a drink that only has about 10% alcohol? Let's not be too strict. He's not able to distinguish good from evil. Another characteristic of a kind of Christian. Kind of believers. Is that they are friends with the world and the things of the world. Kind of Christians. Are friends with the world and the things of the world. They value worldly things more than the things of God. They conform to the standards of this world and not God's standards. In 1 John chapter 2. Verses 14 to 17. Verse 14 back 17. 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2. Verses 14 to 17. Verse 14 back 17. The Bible says. Bible kuti. In verse number 14 I write to you dear children. Or dear children. Let me take it from New King James Version then. It says I have written to you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning I have written to you young men because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one ana okondedwa ndikukulemberani chifukamu mawadziwa atate abambo ndikukulemberani chifukamu namudziwa iye ameni analipo kuyambira pachiyambi inwanyamata ndikukulemberani chifukandino ampamvu Mau amulungu amakalamwayinu ndipo muma mugonjetsa woipayo What is he writing to them about 
Do not love the world all the things in the world. Do not love the world. NIV says, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world. Now, everything that is in the world is summarized in three parts. The last of the flesh. The last of the eyes. And the pride of life. It says this comes come not from the Father, but from the world. And he says, the world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Verse 17, please. Verse 17. Hallelujah. Amen. So you see that carnal Christians are lovers of the world and things of the world. But he says there in cautioning us, he says if anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in that person. To love things that are in the world is to hurt the father. So be very careful. I don't know what is happening to your speakers. You need to service these speakers. Please. Hallelujah. You need to be very careful about what you think should bring you satisfaction in life. Because fashion, fashion, cars, Magalimoto. money, Dalama. certain type of shoes, certain type of necktie, if you begin to think that status is really about possessing certain things, you're already becoming a lover of the world. If I don't have a car, then I'm not Christian enough. I'm not man enough. I'm not intelligent enough. You're already veering off the mark. Our value as children of God is not really in what we have or don't have. Our value is not in our possessions. 
Kuti feyo ndifendani. Sisi tengela kuti tindisi ntuziti za kutupi. Our value is in what Christ accomplished for us on the cross. Ifeyo kuti ndifendani zili muzimene Christ wada tijitira pa mtanda wakavali. Not material things. Osa disi ntuziti za kutupi. Not the things that the world would want to value. Osa disi ntuzimene zikula pa silima zilinga kuti zofuni kida. No. Aye. So the Bible says, do not conform any longer to the standards of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, reading from NIV. Aroma 12 verse 2. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, reading from NIV. Aroma 12 verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The kind of Christian is one who conforms to the pattern of this world. Because he's a friend with it. Good news translation says, do not conform yourselves to the standards of this world. Amplified classic edition will say, do not be conformed to this world in brackets this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs but be transformed in brackets changed by the entire renewal of your mind by its new ideals and its new attitude my god so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of god even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Another characteristic of carnal Christians is that though they are in Christ, they are yet to kill evil desires in their lives. Because it takes the killing of evil desires for one to uphold holiness and purity in life. But a carnal Christian is one who has not yet killed evil desires in his life. He has not put to death his evil desires. He is still a slave of evil desires. That explains the confusion that exists among children of God. In Colossians chapter 3, verses 5 to 10. Colossians chapter 3, Verses 5 to 10. Verse 5 in 10. Reading that from the NIV. It says, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, 
sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. So we see here that the scriptures are placing responsibility on the believer to kill certain practices in his life. He says, put to death, kill. What must you kill? What must you cause to die in your life? He says, sexual immorality. But we still have Christians who are committing sexual immorality. Impurity. Lust. Lust. Evil desires. And greed. He says greed is idolatry. He says you must kill such things also as anger. Verse number eight. Verse eight. Anger. Kill it. Upeni. If you fail to kill anger, and as a kind of Christian, you can enjoy the best of what is available in Christ. Kill rage. Malice. Slander. And then he says, filthy language from your lips. And then he says, do not lie to one another. There's a lot of lying among the saints to Pagadipa, one another. He says we must not lie anymore. Why? Just because you have taken off your old self. With his practices. The old man was associated with certain practices. When you came to Christ, you took him off. And as you take him off, you must also take off the practices of that old man. But a kind of Christian is one who refuses to let go 
of the practices of the old man. So others are stealing in the office, you also steal with them. He is part of those that are stealing, though he is a Christian. Non-believers are beating their wives, he's also beating his own. Non-believers are drinking and getting drunk, he's joining them at least for a sip. You know, for the sake of association and fellowship, you know, we are talking about networking. Here and there, when he has opportunity or chance, you commit adultery. It doesn't mind. He's refusing to kill what must be put to death. If you're still struggling with some bad habit, it is because you have refused to take responsibility to put that bad habit to death. Because the scriptures are very clear. It is you who is supposed to put that thing to death. Now, going back to that 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse number 1. We see there Paul giving us an important category of people in Christ. He says, Akuti. and I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. He's talking about spiritual people. That is what we ought to be. Having discussed briefly about a kind of Christian, let us now discuss a spiritual Christian. Spiritual people are different from carnal people. Spiritual people and also have their own unique characteristics. Now also this is in the There are things you see in them. That should make you conclude and actually know and recognize them as spiritual. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. But probably what we also needed to mention about carnal people, which I think is very important, is that they are carnally minded. They are carnally minded. They are 
carnally minded. And the Bible says that to be carnally minded is death. So a kind of person thinks in a kind of way. When somebody is testifying, for example, I've gotten a scholarship. scholarship. Instead of just celebrating the goodness of God, a carnal mind will be saying, so what's the issue about getting a scholarship? What's the issue about getting a scholarship? Is it a miracle? I'm even surprised that people are clapping. They are clapping for what? I think in church we are just clapping for anything. It's canal. It's canal. Or you will be saying, we need to examine how this fellow got the scholarship. Before I clap, I want to know how she got the scholarship. He's a carnal minded. Romans chapter 8, verse number 6. He wants feedback. And he's hunting for positive feedback. If you don't say anything, he may be depressed. Or he will be angry. Or he will try to initiate a conversation that will help him get the feedback he's looking for. So if you don't say anything, hey, if you don't shake hands with him, say, well done. Uh, you will be disturbed for the whole time. Maybe I didn't lead well. How come they are not saying anything? How come? And should you comment on somebody else and not him? It is a problem. Why are they not mentioning me? It means they don't like me. They gave me that activity in order to embarrass me. And he may even refuse to do something else that you may assign him to do next time. 
When it is somebody else doing it, comments are made. When it is me, no comments. These are people who will be fighting in church. Because they have not been given a certain position. You see panga knives in the church. People hitting one another. How come I'm not the church treasurer? How come I'm not the choir master? I should have been the choir master. How come it's only one person preaching in the church? We are also gifted. We are also gifted. How come? It's only the same people leading praise, the same people leading worship. We are not going to be part of the choir. We are not going to be part of the praise team. He has a wrong mindset. He's carnally minded. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. These are people who will be asking people's district of origin in this church. Let's, 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 let's find out the top leaders, where are they coming from? <laughs> yes. Yes. That one? Ujai. Rumpi. Wagurumpi. That one? Ajawa. Karonga. Dagu Karonga. That one? Ajawa. Rumpi. Kurumpi. That one? Ajawa. Mzimba. Kumzimba. That one? Ajawa. Mzuzu. Kumzuzu. That one? Ajawa. Mkatabe. Mkatabe. That one? Ajawa. You see, you see, do, you, see this church. Bingo. you see this church. 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 You Christians. Is it making sense here? Oh, yes. But let's talk about spiritual people. Because apart from carnal people, we have spiritual people. And Paul is saying, when I came to Corinth, 1 Corinthians 3 1. I could not speak to you as to spiritual people. That means he did a quick assessment of their spiritual level. Their spiritual condition. Don't on him. That look, we are dealing with carnal Christians. So we need to change our teaching syllabus. We came with solid food. 
We thought that we were dealing with spiritual people. No, let's water down the teaching. Let's dilute it. So that we give them elementary principles of the doctrines of Christ. We can't go deeper. And Paul is saying, even as I'm writing to you now, you are not yet ready for solid food. Because you were not spiritual people. So spiritual people have unique characteristics. How do they look like? Number one, they set their minds on God and the things of God. Spiritual people, they set their minds on God things of God. To them, God is more important than anyone else or anything else. They would rather offend man than God. That is their motto. I would rather offend man than offend God. Their concern is to please God primarily. They do those things that please God. 1 John chapter 3 verse 22. 1 John 3 verse 22. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 22. 1 John chapter 3 verse 22. The Bible says, and whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. That is what they do. They do those things that are pleasing in his sight. In Colossians chapter 3 Colossians chapter 3 and verse 2. Colossians 3 verse 2. The Bible says, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. In good news, the, the Bible says, Keep your minds fixed on things there, not on things here on earth. Mm. <laughs> Keep your minds fixed on things there, things that are in heaven, things that are in heaven, where Christ sits on his throne at the right side of God. John 
Jesus put it this way. In Matthew 6, 33. He said, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Koma mufune choya mbirira ufumwa mulungu nichirunga mochake ndipo zinazosezi zapatikizidwa kwa inu So for a spiritual Christian it is God first Kodelo kwa Mkristo kwa uzimu mulungu ndewo yambirira And if God is not first ndengati mulungu salwo yambirira you have missed it Mosempana nazo God never likes coming second if he is not first in your life he leaves the stage because that is the only position he wants to occupy number two number three no he doesn't want that there are so many of us, God is not first in our lives and we know it. And that explains our carnality. In Acts chapter 4, Peter and John are before the Sanhedrin, the Jewish council. Yes, in Acts chapter 4, verses 18 to 20. And they are being taught there not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter said together with John whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God you judge. Verse 20. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. They said we would rather please God. If you want to kill us, kill us. But we are not going to stop preaching in the name of Jesus. And such was the attitude of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego but we want you to know that we shall not bow the knee. Would rather burn than bow. That is the attitude of spiritual people. Their minds are set on things about. Their motto is, this world is not my home. If you threaten to kill me, you are only helping me to get home earlier. This world is not my home. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. In 2 Timothy 2 verse 4. 2 Timothy 2 verse 4. Apostle Paul is addressing Timothy. He says, boy, no one engaged in warfare and tangles himself 
with the affairs of this life that he may please him here this who enlisted him as a soldier palibe msirikali alipa amene alipa njito ama gwiraso njito za anthu amba iye amene amafuna kukondoletsa bwana omulamulira can i have it in new living translation soldiers don't get tied up in the affairs of civilian life for they cannot please the officer who enlisted them you see that is what they want they want to please the officer who enlisted them that is why they don't want to get involved in civilian affairs iwo afuna kondoletse ameana olemba nchito chifake sawo afuna kutengapo gawo muzochitika za anthu amba number 2 tachiwiri spiritual people anthu auzimu are controlled by the holy spirit amala mulilidwa ndi mzimu wera they are controlled by the holy spirit amala mulilidwa ndi mzimu wera these are people whose lives are yielded to the holy spirit awandi anthu amene miyoyo yao yagonjera kwa mzimu wera romans chapter 8 and verse number 1 a roma 8 verse 1 romans chapter 8 and verse number 1 a roma 8 verse 1 There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Now hear this. Who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit, meaning according to the Holy Spirit. Mm. Come on, just interpret from there. Okay. He says there are two categories of people in Christ. Those who walk according to the flesh, though they are in Christ and These are called carnal Christians. Iyo amen amaenda mulingana nditupi ngakale ali mwa Kristo iwo wanda Kristo akutupi. And then there are those in Christ who walk according to the Holy Spirit. Ndimwa Kristo mose muliwena amen amaenda mulingana ndimzimu. They walk according to the Holy Spirit. Amaenda moyo wao mulingana ndimzimu. Controlled by the Holy Spirit. Amala mulilidwa ndimzimu wera. The Bible speaking in Galatians chapter 5 verse 25. Bible nena kwa Galatia 5 verse 25. Galatians 5 verse 25 New Living Translation the Bible says since we are living by the Spirit let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Popeza dimakala ndimoyo wa mzimu wera, tieni tiende pamodzi ndimzimu wera, mudelalilo osela moyo watu. Spiritual people. And how zimu? Are led by the Holy Spirit. Amatsogoselwa ndimzimu wera. In every part of their lives. Mudelalilo osela miyoyo yao. In every part of their lives. Mudelalilo osela miyoyo yao. In every part of their lives. Mudelalilo osela miyoyo yao. There is no part of their lives that is not under the control of the Holy the spirit palibe de alilo selamoyo wao limene zimuwera samalira mulira reading that very same verse from the amplified classic edition it says if we live by the holy spirit let us also walk by the spirit if by the holy spirit we have our life in god let us go forward walking in line our conduct controlled by the spirit our conduct so spiritual people have their conduct their behavior their attitude their manner of life controlled by the holy spirit unto auzimu kalidwe lao zimena machita zimakaza kuti sikulamuliridwa ndimsimoyera 
What is to be controlled by the Holy Spirit? I don't want us to take things for granted. What is to be controlled by the Holy Spirit? Five things very quickly. Number one, it means to be guided by the Holy Spirit. To be led by the Holy Spirit. To be guided by the Holy Spirit. To be guided by the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8. Verses 12 to 14. Verse 12 and 14. Romans chapter 8. Aroma 8. Verses 12 to 14. Verse 12 and 14. Therefore, brethren, we are dead us not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. Let's move quickly. For if we, if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit, meaning the Holy Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Now, verse 14. Now, here it is. For as many as are laid by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God, laid by the Spirit, allowing him to show you the right way to go. What is to be controlled by the Holy Spirit? Number two, it means to always think of things that please him. And ways of doing so. To always think of things that please him and ways of doing so. Put differently, it means to surrender your mind and thoughts to the control of the Holy Spirit. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Philippians 4, verse 8. Romans chapter 8. Aroma 8. Verse 5 and verse 8. Verse 5, come on, verse 8. Romans chapter 8. Aroma 8. Verse 5 and verse number 8. Verse 5 and verse 8. And Philippians chapter 4. Come on, Philippians 4. And verse 18. Verse 18. So, surrendering your mind and thoughts to the control of the Holy Spirit. It's really about saturating your thoughts with the word of God and prayerfulness. These are the two avenues of submitting your mind and thoughts to the control of the Holy Spirit. Prayerfulness and then saturating one's mind with Colossians 3.16, the Bible says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number three. What is to be controlled by the Holy Spirit? It means to promptly obey the demands of the Spirit in every situation. To promptly obey the demands of the Spirit in every situation. We have been told scripturally never to 
quench the spirit. Get that verse for me. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians 5. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 19. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 19. Do not quench the spirit. I'll explain what that means. But first of all, let's read it from several versions. New Living Translation. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. My God. So to quench is to stifle. Now let's look another one at another one. Message. Now it says, don't suppress the Spirit. Don't suppress. It's like the Spirit is speaking. The spirit is directing. The spirit is saying, don't do this. Or do it this way. Then he said, no. I'm not ready to do it that way. What are people going to say? No, I can't do it. The Bible says, when you refuse to align with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, you are quenching him, you are suppressing him, you are stifling him, and one of these days, he will leave you alone. Do not restrain the Holy Spirit. Do not restrain him. If he's leading you in a certain way, flow with him. Do not quench, subdue, or be unresponsive to the working and guidance of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is working. And you say, no, 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 no. I don't want to flow in that direction. The Holy Spirit is guiding. Talk to this one. Preach Christ to him. He said, no. What if he's not willing? No, I'm not ready. How can I be talking to him in public or in a place like this? And that happens repeatedly. You are quenching the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit may be prompting you to pray. Wake up and pray. He said, no, I love my sleep. Holy Spirit, you are aware that I only slept an hour ago. Leave me alone. Hmm. In Romans chapter 8 and verse number 7. Aroma 8 verse 7. Romans chapter 8, Aroma 8, verse 7. Look at that. It says, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject, it is not yielded to the law of God, nor indeed can be. Can I have this verse in another version? Change the version. Change the version. 
For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws and it never will. Another version. Another version. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Have you seen it? Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Number four, what is to be controlled by the Holy Spirit? Number four, it means to manifest the fruit of the Spirit. Which is the character of Christ. Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 to 23. Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 to 23. Now, the, the fruit of the Spirit requires its own separate teaching. Number 5. To be controlled by the Holy Spirit we also mean to deny the sinful nature control in your daily conduct. To deny the sinful nature control of your life. To deny the sinful nature control. To deny the sinful nature control. That is what it means. To be controlled by the Holy Spirit. To deny the sinful nature control. Saying no to the sinful nature. The Bible says. In Galatians chapter 5. Verses 16 to 18, please hear this. 16 Can I have it in the NIV, New International Version? So I say, walk by the Spirit will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Now, change the version, New Living Translation. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Verse 17. Now here it is. The sinful nature wants to do evil. Which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. Verse 18. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are looking at the characteristics of spiritual people. Number one, they set their minds on God and the things of God. 
Number two, they are controlled by the Holy Spirit. Number three, they delight in God's word and prayer. They delight in God's word and prayer. They delight in God's word and prayer. We saw that in Acts 6 4. They said we will give ourselves continually. To the ministry of the word and prayer. We will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Spiritual people are brutally dedicated to prayer and to the word of God. They are brutally dedicated. They are not swayed around by winds of doctrine. They are committed to the word of God. Psalm 1 verse 2. Their delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law they meditate day and night. Their lives are word Driven. Psalm 119 and verse number 11. By living according to your word. You see, spiritual people live according to the word of God. The word of God is their standard for life. That is their standard. Not their cultural background. They don't say like other people who say. Don't forget that we are Angonis. No, we are Angonis. Angoni. Angoni the four foot out. Angoni the four foot. No. Their standard is not the Ngoni culture. Or any other culture. Their standard is the word of God. They live according to the word. They live according to the word. Why? Verse 11. They have hidden the word of God in their hearts. So their hearts are full of the word. Psalm 119 verse number 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So such people are word driven. So whenever they are to handle a particular situation, 
they are always mindful of what the word has said concerning that situation. The word of God is their joy. Jeremiah 15:16. Jeremiah 15:16. Yes. Your words were found. Your words were found. And I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Nothing else gives them joy but the word. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number four characteristic of spiritual people. Number four, very important. They have renounced hidden things of shame or dishonesty in life and ministry. They have renounced hidden things of shame. They have renounced hidden things of shame. They have renounced, revoked, denounced, rejected, set aside, left behind, abandoned, hidden things of dishonesty. They don't engage in hidden things of shame anymore. They have left them behind. Their no is no and their yes is yes. They don't have what they call hidden skeletons. <laughs> You know some people, some Christians. Hey, they have many things. They have public image. And then they have private image. So in public, he is a totally different person from what he or she is in private. But spiritual people are not like that. Anything that is a thing of shame, they have renounced it. You see, Paul said we are an open letter that is read by all. Says our life is open. We have nothing to hide. What you see of us is what there is. There is nothing else. If I may ask you, are you into anything in this life that 
if people knew about it, you would be extremely and perfectly ashamed. Do you have some practice like that? You need to renounce it. Before you get exposed. Do you have something in your life? A behavior. A lifestyle. That if someone said, for example, if your husband said, I will go and tell pastor. Or if your wife said, my friend, I think Enough is enough. I will now go and tell pastor. And then you would say, look, if you ever tell pastor, that will be the end of the marriage. The, the pastor will marry you. That is the end of the marriage. Do you have anything like that? That you wouldn't wish anybody to know you are into that thing. And if anybody knew, you would wish that the open, the earth would just open up and swallow you. If you have something like that, then you have an example of what Paul is calling the hidden thing of shame. That's an example the hidden thing of shame. A habit that is hidden so much that if it was to be revealed, you would be in a state of shame. Do you have that kind of habit? Today can be your day of deliverance and rescue from that danger. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse two. chapter four, verse two. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Can I have this verse from uh, the New Living Translation? We reject all shameful deeds and underhanded methods. Come on. Another version. Another version, quickly. We put aside all secret and shameful deeds. We do not act with deceit, nor do we falsify the word of God. Another vision. Mm. We have renounced secret and shameful ways. We've renounced them. We have renounced them, rejected them, rejected them. Amplified, please. We have renounced disgraceful ways. 
secret thoughts, feelings, desires, and underhandedness, the methods and arts that men hide through shame. We refuse to deal craftily, to practice trickly and cunning, uh, or to adulterate or handle dishonestly the word of God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. We'll end here for now. May we rise on our feet. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, somebody give the Lord a shout of praise. Please, if you can, lift your two hands. I appreciate God for the ministration of his word. Give him thanks. Give him praise. Give him glory. Give him honor. Bless him everyone adore we give you praise, we give you glory. We worship you, we honor you, we adore you. We magnify you, Lord. Lord, we give I renounce every form of carnality in my life in the mighty name of Jesus. Any form of carnality, I renounce it in my life in the mighty name of Jesus. Any form of carnality in the mighty name of Jesus. I renounce it. Any form of carnality in my life. I renounce it in the mighty name of Jesus. Any form of carnality in my life. I renounce it in the name of Jesus. Zakataya, Rakade, 
Jesus, mighty name, now you are going to renounce every hidden thing of shame in your life. Anything. Lord, I renounce like Paul did. Every hidden thing of shame in my life, lift your eyes. Every hidden thing Sunday, now you are praying, you are going to say, Lord, I place myself under the control of the Holy Spirit. Lift your voice. I place myself under the control of the Spirit. Spirit of the Lord, take over, take over, take over, take over, take over. Spirit of the Lord, Lord I place myself under the control of the Holy Spirit. I place myself under the control of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I place myself under the control of the Holy Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I place myself under the control of the Holy Spirit. I place myself under the control of the Holy Spirit. Spirit of the living God. Spirit, I am 
mighty name of Jesus. Spirit of the living God, take control of my life in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh Lord, we give you the praise. I decree tonight no more carnality in your life. In the name of Jesus. The sinful nature shall not overwhelm you in the name of Jesus. I said it shall not overwhelm you in the name of Jesus. The Spirit of God has taken over the control of your life. None of us shall be dominated by the works of the flesh. Everyone shall be dominated by the fruit of the Spirit. In the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus every hidden thing of shame or dishonesty in your life is destroyed in the name of Jesus. I said it is destroyed in the name of Jesus. Every sinful desire anywhere in your life is destroyed in the name of Jesus. I said it is destroyed in the name of Jesus. Please, you believe that, shout a better amen. Amen. I said a better amen. Amen. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. We have a long way to go. So we are moving one step at a time. But the good news is that we have taken off. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Please, if you're here, you're saying pastor. Or if you are following us online. You are saying, I need to be born again. Or, I need spiritual restoration. Or, you are saying, in line with this teaching, there are things I need to sort out. Just if you are in this auditorium, signify by lifting a right hand. And I will be praying with you. God bless you. Any more hands? Any more hands? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Please follow me in this prayer. Church, you can join her as she follows me in this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I surrender to you. I surrender to you. In all humility and submission. In all humility and submission. As I ask for mercy. As I ask for mercy. Lord, I pray for consecration. Lord, I pray for consecration. As I renounce every sin and compromise. As I renounce every sin and compromise. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every plant in me. Every plant in me. Not planted by you, Heavenly Father. Not planted by you, Heavenly Father. Is uprooted. Is uprooted. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I receive right now. I receive right now. 
the seed of righteousness the seed of righteousness in the name of jesus in the name of jesus from now on from now on my life will never be the same my life will never be the same i am a child of god i am a child of god jesus reigns in me jesus reigns in me thank you father thank you father in jesus name in jesus name amen amen let's give the lord a shout of praise Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Clap more for the King of Kings. Hallelujah. Amen. You are blessed in the name of Jesus. Somebody listening to me is blessed in the name of Jesus. I know you are one of them. Can I hear your loudest shout of amen? Amen. You are blessed and you are going out. You, know that it's you are blessed and you are coming you in. Know that it's you are blessed on every side. You know that it's in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Psalm 23 and verse number 6. Surely. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. God bless you. Amen.